0: Speak Between the Lines podcast: The shit that's uncle to talk about, we make cool to listen to.
1: Talking about you ain't had no choice. He was in the military. I can He can't just quit his job. So, do you handle yeah. the money? If I didn't have access to it,
2: chow. What
1: kind of conversations do we talk? A- Let's talk about
2: conversations we have before marriage. I'm getting into all these kind of conversations when we start talking about marriage. What is
1: premarital counseling and for? Do we talk about finances? What I'm finances? telling you, okay, my first marriage, I was 21 when I got married. My, my ex-husband was 19. We were well, young. We had no kids well, to get married. Well, we got married there we for go. All See, let's put it all out there, you know, yeah. That's why. I'm definitely not saying that, but but what I'm there are people in that situation though. They really have no choice sometimes. And yeah, the conversations aren't happening. And that's the point I'm trying to say is like, if you prepare yourself for situations like this, And before you even say, okay, this is going to be what it's going to be or it's not going to be like I can't I can't deal with that that I mean that's the kind of conversations that need to be happening that's why I brought that up is that people get into these situations and then when things hit the fan it's like nobody talks about it and and, and it shouldn't be that and, and 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 that's why I was bringing it up like yeah you know, that's facts you bring up a great point about how you could teach them how to, to budget and stuff but there's some people that don't even have that conversation or have a ch- right don't, they're not na- naivety I don't know how to say the words I'm not even gonna but mm-hmm. they're so naive in the situation Naivete, yeah but we got. I can move on to the next question because that was a good I'm topic. with you though like I'm with you a Amber C yeah
2: that was sure. good that was good
1: I'm gonna come up I'm gonna ask the next question okay why can't men be more vulnerable and show more emotion and like their true feelings other than anger mm-hmm. like why do we always get the angry side like we we don't see all the sides of men like we don't see this the sad just we got they got I'm mad or I'm just cool like that's it everything else in between is like it don't exist or if, if it does exist, y'all don't want to acknowledge it?
3: Oh, man. Oh, that's that's actually a really good question. I think because, one, I don't think that men's feelings outside of anger and cool are as accepted as people would like to think that they are. Okay. If, if a guy okay. says, like, man, dang, like I had a messed up day or I'm feeling sad about this, depending on what it is, it can be kind of mm-hmm weighed against like okay well is that really something to be upset about and is that the case because he's a man like let's just say oh man i had a bad day at work you know what i'm saying i was on the phone and dude cuss me out mess me up how is that going to be looked at if it's a man you know what i'm saying is he going to be like oh man, like suck it up dude like he cussed you out like man he just cussed you out you know what i'm saying i don't yeah. think our feelings is taken are taken as seriously as men and i think with women did y'all too just emotional apparently this, Yeah, yeah. You guys are just more emotionally one in tune with yourself, which I think is really dope. But I think more people, people are more accepting of your range of emotions. Like guys, I mean, we're taught to be the the head honcho. We're taught to be the macho. Like, we're taught to not really show our feelings because showing feelings is a sign of weakness. Now, we talk about this on our show all the time, and I feel like us three, we're pretty, we can be pretty open, in a sense, about how we feel about something. But, I mean, the uh-huh. what society tells you in a sense is like nah my guy, like this ain't nothing to worry about like suck it up like you a dude you know what I'm saying like we're just our feelings aren't aren't really accepted right it is not
1: so So, I have a a side question to that. Have you ever cried to a a female other than your mom before? Like, have you ever shown that side of you to to someone?
3: Yes, I have. But it took a long time to get to that point. Like, this is something that's just recently happened. This isn't, like, some stuff that took place when I was, like, in my early 20s. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about, like, crying over a chick. I'm talking about, like, something seriously where it, like, jacked me up. Like, no, this was recent. Like, this ain't something that's just happened Mm -hmm. throughout my life. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I asked that because I mm-hmm. feel men are vulnerable in like situations of like death and but when it's celebrating like something that's a good emotion we don't see that a lot. But I did mm-hmm. see my husband break down one day for something and it wasn't like uh something that was expected and it did catch me off guard cuz I was like, "Oh wow, he's really, you know, going there." And it, it didn't like make me feel like oh my god he's such a punk or whatever. I felt like more like he was more in touch with his his masculine side because mm-hmm. he was able to reach down that deep inside of him. As a society, we should be able to change that narrative. Like it doesn't do anything for our kids, you know, especially our boys.
3: Yeah, I think I think there are and I could be completely wrong, but I think there are three times where society say that it's acceptable for men to cry. Death, birth, and probably your marriage. Mm-hmm. And, I, it's, and it's it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that about young boys, you know, kind of having this sense of, of toughness. I was actually talking to a little homie that I mentor and he had something going on. I was like, man, so how are you feeling? Like, really, like, how are you feeling? He was like, I don't know. I don't know, Mr. John. I don't know how I feel. And it's like that sense of like not even being able to know how to express you yourself articulate. outside of yeah. anger. Yeah, you can't even articulate it. And I think that's something that we should start working on. One, as, as grown men, us, but we should start instilling that in our young dudes. Like, yep. do you feel sad? Feel sad. Do you feel pissed yep. off? Feel pissed off. Are yep. you hurting? Do you want to cry? Like, all that stuff is cool. Like, don't let anyone tell you that no, that's not okay. Because right. all those human emotions that you have a right to feel any way you do.
4: Absolutely. In
3: any situation that you feel whatever you feel. So, yeah, I mean, I it's, like it's, it's kind of tough.
4: It's the basis of a lot of issues that we have right now in society as a whole. And girl children are often taught to talk out, talk it out you know, mm. and we embrace e- emotions and emotionality in general. And, and we've learned how to communicate these feelings because we've always been, it's always embraced and positively reinforced when we, when we talk about it, when we cry and things like that, boys, you can be a big boy. Don't cry. Come on now. You are tough, you tough, mm-hmm. you are man, be tough. And yeah. so instead of talking it out and understanding that, Oh, I have feelings, I'm going to feel them. It's like, keep it inside Let it fester. We don't talk about these things. Why are Mm -hmm. you crying? Stop crying. I'm giving you something to cry about. Be a man. Like all this. So as Mm -hmm. you get older, it's created these incredibly toxic behaviors in in, in a lot of people. And it's just, then that's up to the woman that you come, or a man, or- else that comes up to the partner that you have in life that who's willing to tolerate or to help you work with you with this part of yourself of being mm-hmm. able to openly communicate that you have feelings i was like why you don't ever cry like these are sad things like your your grandfather just died and you try to save face and it's it wasn't um a proud thing like i can't let nobody see me cry it literally was like like a switch flipped on it's just like up. Oh, we mm. must turn this off i'm feeling too much right now i gotta i gotta keep it inside so i could see it brimming i want i I want to express sorrow and mourn the death that literally just happened five minutes mm-hmm. ago. But I can't. I have to be strong for such and such and such and such and, and so and so. And I was like, Well, you gonna cry yeah. when I walk down the aisle? <laughs> and even when I did, because we did a little courthouse thing, even when I did, he wanted to cry. It was the same thing. He was it was like But then like something clicked and it was just like, I can't let this happen. Like I have to start cracking jokes. My dad did the same thing in my first wedding. I think he had a moment where he wanted to cry and he didn't allow himself to. And he started cracking jokes. So I'm like literally giggling down the aisle. But it's just like, it's it's really sad. And I really hope that if I have a son one day and I bring him into this world with great mentors, because I feel like you guys here, you get it and you you recognize it, you have accepted it, you've moved forward. I just really hope that I can help instill that in, into my kids, and because that's mm. that's tough. I do, and then I feel like it's associated with with your sexuality, your ability to feel. Do you mm. know what I mean? If you feel too mm-hmm. much, you gay, mm-hmm. homosexual, yeah, you feminine, that's feminine.
0: Yeah, they'll definitely paint yeah. that brush. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and I'll be quick with it, but y'all remember that, I feel like, I can't remember if it was us. It had to be us. There was a scene in the movie where a tear dropped from over boy's face, but his-, his Denzel? No, no, no. It was it uh, Glory? Oh. And, uh, not us. Denzel,
5: um, is good for that.
0: <laughs> nah, Denzel, was, uh, no Denzel, he's good. It's a get out. Yeah, get out. Uh, okay. Get out. Yeah. That's pretty much society as a whole for, for men. It's like, like, we wear this mask. If the tear drops, like the face doesn't change because it's not supposed to it's a form of protection whether that be in society whether you're in the hood i remember one of the early lessons i learned living in south dallas for the short time that i was there was when you look at somebody your posture has to be on point because they sense weakness and if they sense weakness you can get jumped you're literally putting yourself in harm's way just by not maintaining posture right so that's something that we're taught that's something that we're raised even Mm -hmm. in battle rap i love battle rap one of the most famous quotes of all time was looking at them emotional right we know that like as men we're not supposed to do that we always have to be on point and portray that and unfortunately that becomes a habit that you can't turn off it's it's just a mechanism just like you said like your your dad you know he, he wanted was to
3: start cracking jokes right on the way down uh on the way down to it's like your brain kind of just does it because it's like man i got to make this moment not so Correct. serious Correct. Mm-hmm. so the jokes start to fly and yeah you, know, you start doing a little kooky stuff to kind of yeah. like just get out of that feeling of like yo yeah Zakia You know what I'm
4: saying? So. Zakia knows but. in acting, we have three core emotions. Basically, what we do is break down the why for everything in our um, profession. So we always have to be like, why did you say that? Why did you think that? Why would that happen? What's the core emotion, the need, the objective? We have three core emotions, and that's going to be sad, happy, and or joyful, and then angry. These are the three core emotions. And the reasons that we are happy is usually we get what we want. We receive the response or the thing that we are wanting to get, and that gives us happiness and or joy. The next one is sadness. That is when we don't get what we want to get. And then you have anger. And anger is really interesting because anger is the refusal to accept that you did not get what you wanted. And not only is it that fact that you're refusing to accept something, but it also acts as kind of a warrior for sadness. It's like their champion. Call your champion. It's always going to be anger. It's going to be the one. And so it's really interesting to think about emotions because when you said what you guys said is basically when you feel that Coming, it's like, you know what? Let me put my shield on here, my fighter.
0: Mm, that was powerful. Wow. Mm-hmm.
5: Wow. Yeah. yeah. I definitely agree That's with me- that because just to add on to what Rez and Ava are saying, it's not only the environment, not only is what you're taught growing up, it's when you finally feel like you found a safe spot where you can be emotional and you get attacked for it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, they say they want to see emotion. When I show it, I get attacked. Yep. Okay. Keep on going a little more. It's like, okay, I feel safe with this person. I feel yeah. like this is a safe spot and you get attacked for it. So yeah. it's not only the society, the upbringing is there's never a safe spot to be emotional as a man
4: mm, mm, so there there's no safe place do you feel like when you find the one just to to, to connect that they provide <laughs> that safe place for you is that what that person does is that how you know be. they're the one
5: that could be a box of check
4: mm, uh, interesting yeah. all right right what's so your what question values, what's your question what you got
5: what value do women have with keeping men in the friend zone oh. mm.
1: it's ikea yeah, that, that is all. Value. i need right. I
6: need-
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? Ladies, man, what? A, we, I thought we had each other back here. Why is that like, me? Like
1: you're going to articulate it better, and then we can pick. Yes, because I, I don't have guys in the friend zone, so I, I can't answer that question. The last, you said you it.
2: don't, you don't have guys. In
1: I have never, I never had, have had guys in the friend zone like You've that. Like never I like a like guy
2: you, in the friend zone.
1: No, I never no, put a guy in the friend zone. I like you. Or I, or I,
2: well, I guess she answered your question, Rob. I mean, like I don't, I don't, I don't see the value at all. I've never had a guy friend.
1: <laughs> but no, but I mean, I've had a guy that has liked me, but I still tell them up front, hey, we could be friends, but there's not going to go past that. That's the, I'm that's friends the, friends zone. Friends. That's the friend zone. zone. Okay, but is it acknowledged friend zone or not? Because there's two ways. There's ways I know where it can like be the girls are like, unspoken.
4: It is the friend zone.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, but, I guess but, but you actually acknowledged
2: that one. You filed him away to his face, like yeah. you in the friend zone, but, bro. Yeah,
1: but when I think of friend zone, I think of like a man thinks that there's a possibility even though and the woman has not clarified that she's just like leading him on kind of thing that's what I think of friend (laughs) zone it's a a spectrum
5: what do you mean by
2: friend zone J-Rock what you mean
6: Mm,
1: I I
5: I I feel like it could be either way because generally it's going to be a a guy makes advance at a woman and it can be that she's just leading him on with not giving a definitive answer and she knows for a fact that he wants something else but it's just going to stop at the friend level so even though she's like okay I I want to be in a serious relationship or whatever the case is. He's like, oh, no, we'll just be friends.
4: Okay. Okay.
5: So you know what his intent is. Okay. Instead of just saying, no, I'm not interested. Uh You're still keeping him around for whatever the case is. Uh
1: And that's what what I thought you meant at first. Yeah. I mean, I think that's,
2: I think that's, I think that's considered a friend zone. But, But what you're saying after friend zone is, but she keeping him around for what? Like, Like, that's where it gets gray. Like, putting somebody in the friend zone is just a thing. Like, I'm not interested in you like that. But now we're friends. So how you carry it when you put somebody in a friend zone is based on your character as a woman. If you are a strong moral character, this is not a flex. This is not to be judgmental. But if you know that you're not interested in somebody and you genuinely say, I'd like for us to still be friends the value in keeping them in the friend zone is you genuinely want to be friends. I have guy friends in my life. I like them as human beings. Like we have great conversations. They're funny. They offer me advice about guys. They're valuable to me. And I would like to think that I, as a platonic female in their lives, are valuable to them. But if you're talking about, I know he liked me, I don't like him, but I'm not going to really make that clear. But my actions are keeping him in the friend zone, but there's a tinge of maybe it could whatever. Cause I know that's the way I keep him around. That's look to me. That's low moral character. That's, the same thing as like, you know, somebody who's just as an opportunist. I'm, I'm going to keep you just in case I, I need somebody to cupcake with, or I just want to, you know, feel like somebody like me right now. That's immature, yeah. like not grown ass yeah. women. If you're experiencing that, <laughs> you're dealing with a kid. Yeah. She might be 42, but mentally she's 16.
4: I feel like this question applies, though, the way that I kind of received it at first. is just like if she knows, because often there's times also when women don't know that this man has some romantic interest in her. And I had that happen recently to a friend of mine. We had a, a, a group of us and they were kind of like best friends here. And we don't have a lot of, of us out here in Spain in general. So when you connect with someone, it's just like it means a lot. And so he and her, you know, they hung out all the time. And they did stuff. And then he confided in me one day that he had feelings for her and he wanted to make his move because he was about to leave. And I was like, ooh, like I know what what she likes what her type is, but I'm never going to hold anybody back from expressing their feelings. So I'm always going to, if you say you want to do it, she's single as a Pringle, you sing as a Pringle. That's your friend. I mean, I'm going to put it out there like, hey, just know that this may not work out the way you want, but I always, I'm going to always tell you, shoot your shot, right? Mm-hmm. He shot his shot. And she shot him down and um, he was hurt for a little bit and she was hurt. Like she literally was crying. She called me. She's like, it's just my friend. I don't want to lose him over this. And she was like kind of devastated. She thought that was the end of their relationship. It took him a little time, but then he came back and he was just like, you know what? I accepted it. I still love you. Like that's going to, how I value you as a friend is always going to be up here versus what I want for you. So like, that's the situation where you don't know when I do know, cause I have, I have done that. I've done some childish stuff where I'm just like, I know he likes. I don't like him like that. I feel like we've all said this (laughs) at least once, but there was some value that we thought they brought to the friendship or, or, you know, and so we kind of, or we feel bad and we kind of just don't, we don't let them go. I find also that women often are the ones responsible for maintaining that boundary. And it really sucks because it's exhausting women. Mm. You're like, okay, he wanted, but as long as I keep up, you know, the levy, you know, as long as the levy doesn't break, we can maintain a friendship. But as soon as she cracks, it could be anything, something going wrong in her relationship. Relationship, or like just that moment, there's a crack in a levee. There you go. Now he has an opportunity to leave the friend zone, which admitted, guys, women didn't invent that word. We did not invent the friend zone. That exists because she thinks of you as her friend in the first place. And a man does not want to be or Whoever the opposite person is does not want to be friend zoned. And so they they named it this as if it's something bad. I mean, mm-hmm. often I connect with my friends sometimes more than my partner, like when I know I can't get through their head and can't talk to them, then I go to my friends for that. And if I always have to be having my levy and my guard up, like, okay, well, I make sure I don't mention this because I don't want him to try to do this because I know it's like I gotta cut you off then if you make this mm-hmm. difficult for me. And then what mm-hmm. we gonna be at? So I i don't know. Like it, it, it's I mean, I do know. And like I said, unfortunately we maintain the boundaries and because once they're broken and then that happens, it could be something beautiful. It could be. It really I'm not going to count that out that you you and your f- friend friend, you know, may have a little song, something going <laughs> on, right? But at the end of the day, I don't really think the friend zone exists. And I agree with that that some people can put people in places like on reserve, like put you in a burner. It's called a burner relationship. I actually just read about it today where it's just like they're on the burner. You're keeping them warm, but not too hot. You know, I got to keep you right there. We don't want you bubbling over. And until you need... <laughs> them like oh i might be single in the future or i might need some attention at this point so yeah it's mm-hmm. it's
0: um that sound different though what do you mean different than what so the burner sounds like the okay, well, the mean, zone. yeah that, that's a man would
4: call it the friend zone i guess on the outside looking in
0: if
2: she got you on the burner you're gonna feel like you're in the friend zone you're not gonna know that you a uh, potential you know maybe I don't know we'll see she gonna treat you like a friend until the moment she feels like she wants some attention from you in a certain type of way or he's you know not dating anyone at the moment and you're always there for her so you don't want she mm-hmm. called because something happened to her car and she know you're gonna come running like that's why I'm saying that shit is immature and Amber's right we've all done it that's how I can speak on it <laughs> like in <laughs> immature years I, I've done that and so I know where it's coming from as a woman we spend so much time and I'm speaking heteronormative relationships because I don't be one to offend nobody's like that's not all women but you we spend so much time waiting to be chosen like we're waiting for him to pop the question it feels like we don't necessarily have power in the moving forward of a relationship so you're looking for somebody whether it's the one or somebody that clicks with you or not but if that's not panning out you know women like attention they want to feel liked they want to feel needed they want to feel wanted so before you get secure with yourself and your own womanhood and in your own right and are preparing yourself for whoever is for you, who's being prepared for you. Yeah. And you're immature. You'll definitely have hangers on guys who, you know, like you, and you don't have to ever make any advances. You don't have to even accept their advances just by being super nice to them, friendly to them. Yeah. We could go to the movies. I want to see that too. Like knowing that they are hoping that these little moments and events could lead to, Blah, blah, blah. But when you know it actively as a woman, you are using them. Mm -hmm. You're using them. Mm -hmm. And if you're not up front about no, like Amber's friend in that situation, she genuinely didn't know. And once she knew she was like, oh, I don't see you like that. Then he can't be mad because he shot his shot. And she said, that's not how I see you. And he had the choice at that moment to say, well, I only can see you like that. So we can't even be friends no more. Or Mm -hmm. I value you as a person so much that I just don't want to lose you in my life. So I'm willing to just be your friend. At that point, you in the friend zone willingly. A lot of this stuff just boils down to maturation in life. You know what I mean? When you start talking about these same topics at 20, we would all be sounding so dumb right now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sounding goofy. You know what (laughs) I mean? Listening
2: back 20 years later, like, oh, man, how did anybody like me? So our (laughs) perspectives now are a little higher minded. But that's stuff that still happens. I have you know, friends that are in my age group that still do that J-Rock. You know, oh. I'll call him out because I'm not one of them friends yeah. that's going to be like, girl, I know girl, keep him on the burner. Like, I'll call right. your bitch and you know you don't like him. And you need to tell him. Release that man so he can find right. somebody that will cherish him.
1: Yeah. Right. And, and to kind of speak on what you said, Zakia, I was actually listening to this, uh, the Strawberry Letter on the Steve Harvey Morning Show a few weeks back. And there was literally a girl talking about how she, she really wants to be with her friend. He wanted to be with her like years ago. And then she put him in the friend zone and and they still were friends, but now he's been in this like really, really happy, committed relationship, and he was like talking to a so-called friend, saying like he wants to propose, and she's trying to sabotage the relationship oh, because Lord. now she oh, wants him. Girl. So you've been putting his man on the burner, keeping him in the reserve, but you don't you, have you don't to want keep, him don't happy. It's like he right, said, selfish. Yeah, yeah, and then when you when, when that person moves on, then it's like, oh no, 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 I I want you now. Nah, it's too late, bro. I moved on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone, I'm, gone. Crazy. What? Because
3: yeah. that was going to be my question, too. is like, do y'all feel like salt if a guy that you had on the burner, I guess, moves on? Is that a thing? Because you guys... Yeah, it's a thing.
4: I mean, but if you actually wanted him. But hes that's the thing. It's like some... Like she said, if you're selfish and immature, then yeah, you can have it. To where you don't, you don't want anybody else playing with your toys. Like, you always want them available on your time. It's narcissism. Mm. You're using someone. It's trifling, but people do it. And- people do mm. it. Yeah. yeah
3: i think there's even a, a selfishness with guys too because i think our whole goal is well not not the whole goal but we want to try to like how do you get out how do you get out because we in our mind have that sense of like just crack the door up. So much
0: time oh, there's, there's no windows there's no door
4: no you literally My i can picture it the back. They just sitting there with with a, with a hammer and a nail and literally just and it could take weeks <laughs> it could take months It could take years, but y'all gonna be there just hammering away until you you put it on. I'm wearing you down, baby. I remember when Urkel used to say that shit.
1: That's what at least that's
4: that's (laughs) what I've seen happen, and until there is Mm -hmm. a break in the levy. And it could be because people are human, women are Mm -hmm. human, and Mm -hmm. it could be a moment in her life where she's just like it's weakened from whatever she's going through, could be emotional, you know, trauma, it could be alcohol, like it's just so many things that could lead up to this moment. And if someone who knows that someone has placed you in this in this quote-unquote friend zone and they have a break in the levy the question now is do you take advantage of that i mean you know damn well that they didn't want you this whole Mm. time and now you finally have an opportunity is it truly an opportunity or is it or is it like you seizing the moment of Mm. of someone who's made it clear they don't want you they're vulnerable and you take advantage of that situation that's damn.
2: You I'm ain't like, got to answer. This just definitely like something that.
4: like th- to consider at that point. But I do have a question. Let me get to my question. And then we're going to wrap this up. So first of all, since we're still on the topic of relationships, I want to know what is the most trifling thing you have ever done in a relationship? Oh, that's easy. Oh, damn.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah, damn. Yeah. That's, no, that, that's easy. Trifling is based on perspective. Right. But literally, in my first marriage, it got so bad that I literally decided that I needed to to move so christmas came and she wanted to go see family i said "Eh, i'm really not feeling like going to louisiana to see family but you can go right so she literally went to louisiana i remember watching the golden state warriors game it was a good game by the way packed all my shit very good game got my playstation and (laughs) and i literally i literally left i left i left i left i let her keep the tv it was cool it was cool did was you a leave fake.
4: a note
0: oh no 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 i didn't leave a note um because i i think i i called yeah. after i left. but you know she was already losing i let her have christmas though i, I waited till the day after christmas but like literally like, i i had to go what? i had to go bro i was sick i was sick wow. Man, when y'all when y'all was, when amber I C was. Believe. When Amber C was talking about how when the money management is so bad, it can literally deteriorate a relationship. Like I lived that. Like that's literally how my first. Well, she cheated too mm. beforehand, but yeah, sidebar. But but no, hmm. I, I had to. I I remember the whole build up to that was she told me she cheated. I forgave her. And then like six months later, she said, oh, by the way, I didn't cheat on you, which made me distrust her even more. It was a lot. And then she was taking like payday loans out behind my back. It was was nuts. It was it was a lot. And so I remember making that decision. And yeah, I had to leave.
4: I can't even be mad at you about that. I mean I mean the, the way it happened is, is the rub. but like having to leave, recognizing yeah. that fact, respecting that fact, and then yeah. doing it. It's just like it's That's just the way you went about it. Yeah. The way you went yeah. about it was trifling. Oh, yeah, wow. It was trifling. Wow. Wow. Okay, who's next? Because I, I I need to know.
3: I gotta think. I gotta think on that one. I mm. wanna for that question. I've done a lot of trifling shit too, but I gotta let me think. <laughs> let me think
5: Let me think. Oh wow. Think. Got you, right. Right. I have, yeah. I have, I can't say I've ever knowingly
0: done anything trifling. Like a PC rock, bro. What? Look at a PC rock. No, I
4: mean like seriously.
0: Like okay, but what PC is the a- most a- trifling
4: a- where you just been like you wouldn't want anybody to do that to you?
0: I slept with a married woman.
4: Oh, that's trifling. Don that
0: uh, DeMarco, tripling. you ain't never told <laughs> that story. Hold <laughs> on, yeah, bro. We got, bro. We got <laughs> 150 episodes. We got an exclusive. Right?
5: So, in, <laughs> in all fairness, I did not know she was married. I did not find nah. out after the fact.
1: <laughs> okay, well mm-hmm. then. It- mm-hmm. I don't know. You trying to clean that up?
0: I need details.
1: Oh, I've for a no, jobs, I've I believe
0: seen her with that. Right? Hey. Did the you Did you ask? Did you wedding ring ever. ask? Did you
5: ask? Did yeah, oh, no, no, never. Like, that. the only why I found out, it was a couple times I'm just going to spend the nights. So like, oh, no, my husband may come home. I was like, you're what? He said a couple so, of times. So Man, a couple so of how times you turn... he was spend the night.
2: But wait, wait, wait. How he turned his most trifling thing into, into her? she was trifling? I'm, I'm just saying, like... She was the trifling one in this situation. You didn't know. You
3: seen
0: rock, bro. That, that's... Or did you?
2: Wait, mm. once you found
4: out, did you keep... Did you just have sex for her again? Okay. Oh, See, he said,
0: he like, you ain't even telling us times. nothing. No, no, like, no, Lord I do a hold on, hold on. Words, mean things. On
4: blemish. A couple
0: of times I was going to spend In the a night. A couple of times. She was like, no, <laughs> my husband's <laughs> going right, to. Okay, husband,
4: yeah, you, you did say that. The so oh,
0: words, words mean things. I mean,
4: we've had sex so before. But the first time you
0: mean things. <laughs> what we doing? This story come no,
2: on, no, 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 The no, fact's not facting. It ain't Today make it make sense. I like that. The
0: fact <laughs> not I will credit you I'm for that. <laughs> you that.
5: The first time I left, a couple times. That's like okay, it's late. I've had a drink. Let me just stay here. So I know
0: my husband comes like okay, nah, I can't do this. Okay, so that was one. So what happened next? What time? was
5: the couple?
4: Was the other time? No, couple I'm saying the,
0: multiple. Couple means multiple.
5: Uh, the first time is we had sex. I left. We had sex a couple more times. Then it's like, okay, I came over night. We had a couple drinks, had sex. Oh, I'm like, okay. yo, let me just spend the night. Oh, it's yeah. like
4: oh, he no. was trying to have pancakes with blueberries, bananas, and walnuts <laughs> on the so <laughs> maple syrup, T-bone he steak, trying, cheese, he eggs. He's great.
2: to y'all. He's yeah.
3: See, see, I see. Good and married. Oh, man,
2: and had you at the house She what was the, the trifling one
3: So you was at the crib bro You was at the spot Cause you ain't never told so you, us this bro. Yeah,
0: all yeah the, You, the, you the, ain't, all ain't never
3: mentioned this
4: Right It's so funny how some Women right. will let you into their vagina But not their home So it's funny that you got to do both Like Yeah
3: gonna... <laughs> Bro like, are you just do no pictures so she took,
4: she took all the pictures down. She took all the pictures down. <laughs> I'm saying, wait, wait a, a minute. minute. Your there boys no is not, no, they not buying yeah. this store. We're we not
2: rolling, they we not rolling bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No oh. pictures? They, they want receipts. They are not saying not. this shit. They at want no up.
0: pictures. Want well, this is oh, a yeah. house or an apartment. Yeah. What, what are we looking at? Apartment. This is an apartment. So there's, <laughs> so there's not much square footage. There's Let not much square
2: footage. Y'all, okay, listen. Is
0: one bedroom, two bedroom? What are we doing? Yo,
2: they ask me you and you. They ask me you and you.
0: Yeah, That's what I just ain't seen no money. I okay, missed so no boots. Two bedrooms. In the closet?
2: Wolf's next question.
0: Two bedrooms. <laughs> two bedroom, All right. How many, how, how many square feet? Oh, not, uh,
6: he not supposed
5: to realtor,
0: right. Hey, hey, he was hey No, 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 how no, how no hold on, on I trailer. got this No, 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 we do this We do this, I got this How many <laughs> How many bathrooms? Bro, we, we supposed
3: to be We supposed to be against the girls We supposed <laughs> to be against the girls was it, how, how many I bathrooms, know, bro? The girls. Uh, no exactly
0: do-rag No do-rag no, no wave grease No we nothing We supposed
3: to be against the
5: girls I wasn't looking for nothing like that
0: Come on, dog You used the bathroom
5: After no had You used the bathroom right? right next to the Murray's Like, bro Come on,
0: bro You seen the 360 60s <laughs> come on bro nah bro nah. <laughs> no 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 no, no.
4: I remember going to somebody's house and there was high heels on the floor so I'm like I'm trying not to imagine they're not being his shoes or something there you know but I'm gonna have faith in you I'm gonna have I'm gonna mm-hmm.
0: ain't a- see no Tommy a- a- Hill hey, if, no
5: if somebody's <laughs> serious about cheating wow. they are gonna be
4: serious about it
0: no Hugo Boss okay. no nothing mm-hmm. huh?
4: all right all right all right, Rock. No clear water. No? Okay.
0: My man didn't ask where the whipped cream went. <laughs> nothing.
4: He said, I'm oh my on the hill. What? That was, <laughs> what? That
0: was Yo, tough.
5: I got one mission. Oh, my God.
3: Right. That Well,
1: was tough. well, well, oh well God. there you go. Oh, my God. Abe. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh my God.
5: That's why poor communication. He's still thinking. A- hey, hey, we
4: <laughs> and we hey, make full circle. We make told you this. Hey, beginning. you
3: podding. You podding, brother. You <laughs> podding. Let's get it. Man, you know what? Um, I slept with my boss. once. Well, not once. It was multiple times. Don how DeMarco. Was,
4: was she married? When? how
1: long? What? Huh? Was this
3: she was married? This was a long time You ago.
1: heard
5: that,
3: huh? huh? Wait, was, was she married?
1: You slept married. with your boss in
0: college? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wow. No, I don't know. I don't know. She you don't know if she was married. What's her name? Let me look up real quick. I Google. Stop. Stop.
0: We
3: already said we would not doing names. Mm. Stop.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
4: Wait. You're in college. Yeah, was she? Was mm. she grown? Grown? She a cougar?
3: Nah, well, you find out this nigga slept she, with I mean, the dorm keeper. She was no, nah, it wasn't nobody at the dorms. She was older than me, though. What it's she clear, married, right? I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know. So
4: how much older? Though. Oh,
5: wait, 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 wait. Why do you have to say you truly don't know?
0: I'm just saying. I, Is, I'm talking about me. I'm,
3: hey, I sincerely don't the, know. If she that was a
0: subliminal shade. I like you, Rock. You, you caught Look, that. Like, I Hey, I
4: truly don't. Wait, nah, she was a few years older. Hey, come on now.
3: What's going on?
4: A few years older. Yeah,
3: she was. Yeah, she was. She was pretty older. She was but honest. why? Did, why is that she trifling? Is so you honest. just
4: had a consensual sexual relationship with someone.
3: Yeah, but it was your boss, though, right? Like
6: you
0: were supposed to be Yo, in you your boss? That's you the first time I hit my. boss. That sounded like yeah. benefits, yeah. but
4: but like was it was it something wrong with the relationship? I mean, if your boss, no, if, if not if with within us, a few years no. older than you, and they're attractive, you're attracted. Like to me, that transcends transcends like the boss relationship unless it's like a corporate and he's married and it's like it's just you meet nah, someone it's more you like connect.
5: hey john this is your last day coming tomorrow so we need to talk it's like hey yeah. got a
6: little nah, raise was, for you I've such
4: been, a great job
0: that, out you know there that, yeah what like, makes like, it trifling
4: is that it was your boss because you ain't supposed to be hitting your boss hey, that's not that
0: bro that's corporate America, bro. You know how, how often it happens?
4: Yeah, do you know how often I'm pretty sure
0: I'm pretty sure, <laughs> sure it happens often.
2: <laughs> that don't mean it ain't trifling. I mean Yeah,
3: that don't mean it ain't trifling. I just I don't but,
2: I but, I but, I but, but that's it. that's a little I bit of a lob. Hey, we're gonna let you have that though. That's, that's a little bit of a It's uh, a little girl. soft. Y'all ain't really trying to oh, tell no real secrets out oh, here. I get it.
3: You already did how old you were.
6: Now wait a minute, let's not try with the edge thing again. Let's not do that.
2: We established that off the get-go. Um, I've definitely done some trifling things. I think the most trifling oh, yeah, was, most. yeah, because in my youth, I have, you know, been trifling. But the most trifling thing was lying and telling a dude that I was pregnant. I had an abortion. Oh.
1: Oh, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. I'm guilty of that. Wow. I like, what was the reason? get someone to stay with
4: you? He
2: was trying to. Yeah.
1: Wait, what? I missed it. And it did not work. Yep. Yeah. Get them to stay with you because I'm guilty of that. I've done that myself.
2: Wow. I Oh, that's heavy. But that one act with that one guy sent me on. A journey of self-discovery, like my womanhood and why I wasn't valuing myself. Like that was a transitional moment for me and my growth. So I regret it because it's trifling to do, but I don't regret it from a place of like in life, you make missteps that can take you somewhere else. Cause I don't know mm-hmm. how much longer I would have been immature like that and needing attention and needing a man to validate mm-hmm. me and wanting somebody to stay that didn't want to be there, which is toxic yeah. for me anyway. I don't know how right. much longer I would have continued that path because I didn't grow up seeing a healthy, uh, loving relationship between my parents. Like, they stayed together, but it was always bickering. They were never affectionate. Like, my ideal what a relationship would look like was the Huxtables. Like, I was waiting for that moment in my life. Like, I wanted the Dwayne, Wayne, and Whitley moment. Like, I wanted all of that stuff to be my life. So not having those moments, like, as I was growing up, because I was, you know, I think me and Amber have talked about this, Amber W., like, being... Awkward and having your ugly swan moment, uh, growing into the you know. Yeah. So like I didn't, I didn't get a lot of that like cool girl in high school with all the you know football player boyfriend type situation. So I was craving attention. So when I did my one eighty and you know got cute or whatever societally speaking you know I wanted that and when a guy wasn't giving me back that attention I definitely did immature things to try to I mean I'm an Mm. actor so it was like I'm gonna be dramatic and do the most Oscar award-winning performance to try to keep him around but that like I was just joking with Amber C saying problem one like heteronormative relationships and speaking about those people I don't believe in the woman being the hardcore pursuer of a relationship with a man. I'm not trying to say that you can't show interest. I think that's important. I think men need to feel wanted and needed as well. But I think you take something away from his thrill about you when you don't let him pursue you. And I ain't saying, yeah. you know, lead him on.
3: So, do you do you see there's no no situation where a woman should pursue a man? No, no, it no, no. I don't
6: be?
2: I don't think that a woman can't pursue. Like I think that women being bold enough to show interest and say like, you know, I, I'd like for us to go out or whatever. I think that's commendable. I don't think that mm-hmm. women have to sit with their hands neatly folded and wait for a man to do all the work. Mm-hmm. I just think that the bulk of the courting, I do believe in the courting process. I think the bulk yeah. of the courting process should kind of be his lead because men, I'm speaking again, traditional heteronormative relationships, men also feel more in control of the situation when they're able to make the advances. I think that's part of masculinity the way I know Mm -hmm. it to be. Mm -hmm. I think there's a thrill involved. I mean, I hate to call it the hunt, but I do think there's a thrill involved when a man, you know, pursues and gets some feedback that feels good. I think there's a dance that happens. And I think that that is what ignites some of that spark. And if the woman is so available and always pursuing and always doing doing the calling and initiating the events and doing all the romantic gestures and blah, blah, blah. I think the man's place is a little bit uncertain. Like, where is mm. his hunt? Where is his thrill? Where is his chase? I hate to make it animalistic like that, but that has been my experience, that the the more of the pursuit that's on him, the happier he feels, and the more I feel like pursued. As a woman, I, I want that type of attention, and I'm most of my female friends like that too. So I'm mm. with it. I just think, you know, balance it. Do the dance. Let him lead.
3: Yeah. So as long as you, as long as you kind of just show a little interest, like mm, you fine or whatever. Like at that point, he's he should be like, all right, like I'm out for blood. You know what I'm saying? For the most, yes. Kind. I mean, right?
2: I, uh, yeah. Say. Right. As long as she is is reciprocating, yeah, reciprocating that interest, I think it's I think it's it's up to him to kind of lead how far this goes, right? And mm-hmm. if she's not interested, she need to be upfront about that, friends or not friends, but being upfront about that. But if she is she should let him know that his advances are welcomed and give him something back too. And then I'm also a big proponent of women in relationships and in the courting process, doing romantic things for the guy too. I don't think it's all on you to like plan everything. And I think women Mm. can really like go over the top and show men that they can be, you know, spoiled too. I'm so for that. Mm. Yeah.
4: Agreed. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. hundred percent agreed on that fact. Cause I am the romantic one. And I think, I know you are too. We're both you know, romantics, and so I'm. I'm all about being the one taking over, planning these picnics and and these romantic walks on the beach. Like I'm all about that, and not not leaving that in the hands of the guys because, you know, it's just it is what it is, and I think it's fair. They need to be pampered too sometimes, babies. Make Damn. it feel good. I had a question. I
3: had a question that goes so well with that. I had a question that went so well with that. I mean, make it quick. Make, quit. make it quick. Do y'all women? Do y'all think that sex is considered a Valentine's Day?
2: Yet?
4: No. No. no.
2: You now no. come what? on. Y'all y'all know me y'all for how many days?
1: days? Yes. Do you consider Let's sex a birthday gift? Let's
0: go. Let's go. Y'all you said go. go. This is
3: breaking news.
6: I
2: don't think nah. sex um, is a uh, Valentine's Day gift. Yeah,
3: like like a man does this, give you flowers and all y'all do is give him something
4: no, no, that may be I mean, tip. I do, I do know that it no, is it's common mine. to hear that <laughs> women use yeah, She took exactly. that shot. She took that, unheard of. Shot, that shot from <laughs> <She a> power <laughs> relationship. She that was like, hey, I ain't That might be
3: what's going on Yo, in your house.
4: That's not unheard of. <laughs> that's what
0: I, you settled for. Yeah.
4: Right. <laughs> 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 it, it was a question on my iPad. I mean, it's not uncommon. You said, I gave you women, a shot, That women use to currency. That has happened. Or they use sex because they know they're going to get something out of it. Or, oh, he he he's doing all this. I'll give him a little something, sum, And then I ain't got to do nothing else. There's people out there that do believe that and they do act that way. I have seen it. I do not think that it's fair enough. I would not do that. I, plan, yeah, I think that's cheap. I plan the cheap. whole Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's so cheap. Because then it's like, what do you bring to the table? Oh, then you coochie. At the end of the day.
2: Unless y'all ain't having sex in your relationship. So that's like... A treat because we, we yeah. barely, you know, I'm in that bad sex relationship that we talked about earlier. So <laughs> when I do get it, you know, it's we amazing because I'm getting some like yeah. maybe. But yeah. if you're a ha- healthy, sexually active couple and birthdays and Christmas and Valentine's Day, anytime where women feel like they're supposed to be, you know, pampered and spoiled yeah. and your response is, well, we had sex or I gave you head. Mm. That's that's it like that's mm-hmm. not reciprocal to me no,
1: it's no not at all it don't have right. to, It doesn't have to be an actual physical gift it could be something like you cooked her favorite yeah. meal or you going on a walk like a picnic on the beach it doesn't have to be like you have to bu- you go to the store and buy or something or y'all take a cooking class together it don't have to be that but y'all mm. have to put some more thought into your gifts like that's true. for real man put your, more thought into your gift because women do are mostly the creative ones but like
4: mm.
1: come on like they're they're there's so easy, there's so many ways nowadays that you could be romantic without having to spend a whole bunch of money.
4: Ooh, then we got to get into love languages because then that's the way yeah. how you know to gift your partner. But that's like a whole nother episode.
1: Yeah, that's going to be. But
4: wait, I people. thought Ave was asking, do women
2: think that them giving the man sex mm-hmm. is considered no. oh. a gift enough? Yeah, No. Yeah. I know oh, okay. I know. men better not be walking around here thinking that dropping off okay, dick is that is a dick is a
5: dick. No, no, no. It's dropping off I, to the good dick.
2: All right,
4: just, all right. Clarification. Because we, we know she ain't, no <laughs> badge, she ain't taking no bad sex. She ain't taking no bad sex. made that blatantly clear. <laughs> you ain't Come on over off with your bad finances goals and your good
2: standards. dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got low standards over here. Nah. Y'all know
1: where to find them. I can't that. K Ram. But in that case, that no, that no, I don't think giving a man sex for Valentine's Day is a gift. No, that's not a gift. That's not like who here's a gift? Like now, if you want to make it, you can give a gift and then say, okay, I am going to end the night with like a sexy stripper dance, or you took some pole dancing yeah. lessons, and you want to add on to it as like, okay, the sex is not the gift, but what I did to lead up to it is a gift. You can do that. But yes, oh. but
4: I think giving it and that being your gift, that being a replacement for a gift, that's whack. Don't do that. Crack is whack. Is whack. Both is, both ends is, is whack. Mm. Facts. Okay, so we have gone through and talked about and discussed a lot of things, and I got some insight. I'm not even gonna lie, like. I really got some insight on some things and it was really nice to get a male perspective, a masculine perspective on some of the things that, you know, that we kind of go around assuming that we know about Mm -hmm. you based on our interactions from the outside. So to wrap this up, two things briefly just kind of a two-parter. So give me what you have taken from this interaction that we've had today with each other. Y'all joining us on here, just shooting the shit, just having a good time. And then what's the most valuable piece of advice you have ever received?
3: I think from this conversation, I think what I liked about it was, is that you can have topics about real things, have vulnerable moments, but still be able to laugh and joke through all of it. And I think that's important, especially when you're dealing with the opposite sex, right? Like, like me, me rocking reds, like we get on and we, you know, we talk our noise and all that stuff, but to have women also to be able to do that with, and then also get into like some of the vulnerable, like what, I think Amber C asked the question about men and vulnerability and be able to address that confidently and still be able to laugh and joke and all that stuff. I think that's really important a part, a really important thing to happen a part of this conversation and in communication all together. So I think that was, that's kind of what I got from it. I think it's pretty cool. I really enjoyed this a lot. Bet,
4: bad, bad. Yeah. And the most valuable piece of advice?
3: That I've ever received? Ever ever in life? Okay, so this one this one is kind of a a more vulnerable moment too. So when my wife was pregnant, I'm going to try to keep it short. When my wife was pregnant, I actually had doubts about fatherhood because I didn't have a father in my life. So there was this whole thing about like, am I going to be able to do this shit right? Am I going to F it up and all this stuff? And I remember I was talking to a brother of mine and I was like, man, like I'm kind of like in my head a little bit. Because, you know, my dad wasn't there and all that stuff. And the one thing that he told me that stuck out so much, and it was so simple, he said, John, you know what not to do as far as the father, because your dad didn't do anything. So whatever your dad didn't do, you just do that. So the fact that your dad wasn't there for you, be there for your daughter. Wow. You know what I'm saying? If you're Yeah, yeah you know, if, if your dad didn't do this, A, B, and C, you just do that for your daughter. And you wow. don't make it complicated. You just, you simplify it that way. And you're yeah. not necessarily competing with... The absence of your dad, but you're actually building something through his absence with your daughter. So I thought that was pretty cool.
4: Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. Very, very so. nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Amber, see what mm-hmm. about you?
1: My takeaway is the the whole just being able to realize that men and women actually have the same thoughts and questions that women do, and we just don't know how to communicate together as the opposite sexes to get the answers that we're looking for from one another. There's that line of, am I going to be judged? Am I going to be this? Am I going to be that? But it's like a lot of the things that the men were saying is the same thing that women say all the time and vice versa. And we're just not communicating with each other. So I've learned that the mindset of a man is not too far off from a woman. Most times men and women process things differently. That's it. The most valuable advice I've probably gotten is life is short point blank period life is short and you have to make the best of your life and being as though I'm about to hit 40 I'm like what can I do to make my life better every day and live my life to the fullest you got to do what you got to do to make yourself happy that's what I do now as I'm getting older watching my kids get older I'm trying to live my life because I want to be around to be able to see them flourish and grow into young adults
3: well we could talk two hours just on that real talk
4: Yeah. Wow. Rock, what about you? What's your takeaway?
5: Uh, For me, my takeaway is it's all about perspective. For With all the questions that we talked about, it's the way that we look at is based on the experiences that we had at this point in time. Uh Because the way we would have handled all these conversations at 20, 30 Mm and above is very different. Uh, So it's all about, okay, how can I filter what have I experienced to be the best versions of ourselves to other people? as well as to ourselves. Yeah. The best piece of advice I've gotten is just about forgiveness. Both my parents, uh, my parents were divorced and then both remarried. Found out they were remarried on the same weekend. Oh, wow. It's weird. I don't know how they timed that, but anyway, one thing that my stepdad always told me is like, no matter what happens with one of your parents is they did the best that they knew how to. Don't hate them. Don't feel like somebody didn't do what, they did for the other person. The only thing you can do is to forgive them and just love the person that they are. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it's made it easy for me to give—not just my family, but a lot of people that I deal with and interact with. Because mm-hmm. people holding a grudge is you taking poison, wanting them to feel bad. You want them to get sick.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's profound.
4: How about you, Zakia?
2: Definitely, my takeaway is very direct. I didn't comment a lot when we were having the conversation about male vulnerability. I was like in agreement, emphatically, but silently. But to listen to three intelligent, funny, charismatic, you know, attractive, well off Black men, strong Black men, sit and talk about not having a place that feels safe and how difficult it is to operate in a society. That doesn't set it up for you to feel safe to show your emotions. And even when you're encouraged to do it, that it sometimes backfires on you. Sometimes I think I know all that stuff, but when I hear it from the mouths of men, especially black men, I immediately feel guilty for any time that I was not that place for a Black man in my life, be it a relationship, a father or a brother, a good male friend or cousin, whatever, because there are probably so little outlets for you to do that. And I'm like the most emotional person and will emote anywhere to anybody. I have no filter about that. But I feel like that's one of my biggest strengths is that I'm willing to be that vulnerable with anybody, I've never seen that as a weakness. And I know the society sets us up like that with men and women. But when I think about how restricted I would feel as a human being, if I wasn't able to have that freedom, it makes my heart hurt for men in general. But I'm always worried about my brothers not having that. And so my biggest takeaway was like li- truly listening when other people are talking, especially as a woman, When men are talking, because sometimes they're telling you the keys to how to make us stronger as units, because if y'all are strong, we can be strong. Mm, Right. And if we don't really listen, we'll miss it because y'all don't drop them often. But when y'all drop them gems, if we don't really listen. So biggest takeaway was to truly listen when y'all talk. But what I heard when I listened today was that about the safe space. And so. Moving forward, because you know, I'm a grown woman now, so I'll be doing mature things. I will be <laughs> implementing that into my life intentionally. I believe in moving with intention. And the best piece of advice I ever got there's a best piece of advice and then like a thing that I try to live by. I don't know who told me this, but I feel like I just live by it. So whoever told me, but J Rock kind of just hit on it. Like, People just doing the best they can with what they got. And to try to remember that in every day of my life, like people that piss me off, cut me off on the road, a casting director, a male I've, I've been sexually assaulted and it, it don't need to get heavy because I've am i done the work. He's just doing the best that he know how to do with whatever tools he was given. He probably wasn't given much. Like I i can forgive that and move on to like not like what he just said about holding that toxicity of the grudge, like to move through stuff. But the best piece of advice I ever got was my third grade teacher. He told me, know your history and that I've never forgotten that. So I'm gonna leave y'all like with it. that in Black History Month oh, no, no. as nobody's okay. revoking my black card. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Say> that. <laughs> That's fair. That is absolutely
4: <laughs> fair. So what I've taken away from this is more or less piggybacking on what all of you have said, uh, starting with Amber C when she said that they were all really pretty much the same on the base core level when it comes to what we feel, what we need as human beings, What what is it that we're looking for out in the world that we get from other people that on a core level, it's going to be more or less the same. We're looking for love, attention. We're looking for security. We're looking for validation connection. It's just, it's, it's so we want to feel safe. And I think we forget that about men. And so it was just really nice to hear you guys speak about that, especially with the whole thing that you'd sacrifice sex for, for security. I mean, it's financial security, but it's a security. And we don't often think about men feeling, feeling like, 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 Zakia said, safe and the, that having this, this this desire for security supersedes like for themselves. Like they want it for their family. They want it for their children. They want it for their legacy. And if you're not given that, that's going to supersede what we what transcend, excuse me, what we imagine, what the, the monolithic view that we give to men, which is what's on your mind 24 seven is sex. That's it. That is the most important mm. thing to you. That is the driving force behind everything that you do. And that we can control you with that. The people that wish mm. to feel like they can control you with that. And so but listening to you guys, listening to you express and, and it just this deep humanity, it reminds me that like, like he said, there's levels to this shit. Yeah, it's an important thing. and It's a thing you'd like to have. But what is most important to me is being secure and love. It's like your basic human instinct, you know like your survival instinct and that's, that's part of that. And so that was, that was pretty cool to like listen to. And you know, it kind of neutralizes that, that view, that hyper-masculine view that we always put on men. Like you always this, you always that speaking in absolutes like this. So, so yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I think the most um, valuable piece of advice I I have received so many gems. I think one of them, there's so many, it's hard to choose, but I do remember getting one from my mom during my divorce because you have this point where you feel so guilty. I mean, maybe not Rez cause he packed up and left, but <laughs> for those, <laughs> for those <laughs> who yeah, don't have right. that kind of courage, for those who do not have that kind of courage <laughs> and we sit there beating ourselves up. Like, did I do enough? Did I do everything I was supposed to do? God says you're supposed to work it out. Like all of these things that's been through your head, through nurturing, through nature. Um, she was like, baby, because I was like, well, did I do enough, mom? You know, death, do you part? She's like, honey, death is not always literal. It is not always literal. Death could mean the death of this relationship, of this love, of this connection, of this, all of these things that were there before are no longer li- viable. They're no longer living.
5: That's a whole episode right there. A, you've been and so you
4: And so you've done, when you've done all you can do, you can't resuscitate it's over, it's dead. Death has done you part. And so that was one of the, Mm -hmm. the most valuable pieces of advice, at least relationship wise, that, that I carry with me to this day. So I know that if it ends for some reason today, then I, I don't want to speak that into existence, but I know I'm going to be okay. I know I'm going to be okay. You're all going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. Go ahead, Raz, because I, I did not I do not want to leave you out. And I know we're gonna you're gonna leave us with something good.
0: Real real quick, but shout out to you. That was a bar. Oh my god, that was so powerful. All right, so real quick, my main takeaways is one, um <laughs> I realized that um Rock does not maintain his awareness in apartments, uh clearly. He is not aware See, I, I of surroundings.
5: Some I knew
3: it was going to be some blue with So That was my
0: main takeaway. I just don't know y'all. Everybody like, been... gave
5: such serious and such Golly. profound answers.
0: No, I mean I, I genuinely like this. No, hey, that's
1: no. how you end it. That's how you gotta end it, man. Hey, bro.
0: Hold on. <laughs> hey, hey, we pod, dog. If if you see somebody's already filled a lane, you fill another lane, dog. Let me let me give my advice uh and then I'm out. Um,
1: Yo, I love this dude, like
0: he is so hilarious. Okay, moving on. Respect, Quay. No matter how much you learn or study in the game of life, you will always be a novice in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. So Always use that to be humble. And it doesn't matter how much you, you really think you know. There's always a perspective that you haven't really thought about. Uh, and I think we were all very vulnerable on this episode, which is why I love this episode. This is, I will cherish this. This is one of the, my favorite pods ever. So I appreciate y'all for that. And that's that's pretty much it.
4: Guys, wow. What a show that we had today. Ridiculous. Like we've had the fellas from Speak Between the Lines come on and just take us for a whirlwind ride. We got Zakia coming in from the ladies room with that perspective. Like she always in gym. gems. So, like I expect nothing less every time she is on the mic. Anytime you see her and she graces your screen, graces the mic, like just know you, you're about to receive a whole word. So like we are more than honored that these folks have just came in and just blessed us with with this what we had today we had a lot of fun We had a lot of laughs we kind of got serious for a moment we went a little bit of everywhere and i just want to say to you guys like we appreciate you taking the time out yeah. join us here on the amber Ver podcast it meant so much to us to have you here today and just Just sharing, just being open, being vulnerable, being real, being honest. That's what we're all about. Thanks for creating that safe space and then opening that up to share it with our listeners. So big ups to all of you guys. We we absolutely appreciate you. Now we have come to the part of the episode where I think it might be some people's favorite because they have an opportunity to win some money. So if you paid attention during the entire episode. We were going to ask you a question that relates to something that we have mentioned already. And if you answered that question correctly, you have an opportunity to win a $100 American Express gift card. Okay, so that means you can get flued out, you know, because, you know, Southwest be having them $89 one way flights. So you can take somebody out for dinner, you know, movie like I mean, that's 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 a little bit of change. And so. I'm here. I'm rooting for you. So How are we getting <laughs> flued out on $100? a hundred dollars? one way. I, you might have to get yourself back, but we'll get you. What out you here.
2: need to do is save them dollars so you can be financially responsible.
4: Okay, so I think we should let Zakia, right, Amber C. We should let Zakia be the one to get this question
1: correct
4: yes. okay all right so I
1: get what you got for us
2: let's give the people the question mm-hmm. y'all just want me to be the one starting stuff okay <laughs> we told a quote-unquote most trifling thing they've ever done story okay. right. what was just a quick synopsis the short version of what each person's most trifling thing they've done in a relationship or something like a relationship so really all of us have told one yeah <laughs> if you <laughs> listen you will remember what we said
4: okay so the question again ladies and gentlemen is what were the trifling moments that each person discussed on the show if you think you know what that is go ahead and send us a dm at the amber amber podcast on instagram or you can shoot us an email with your answer at amber and amber pod at outlook dot com woo y'all yeah, this was this was good it was good Wow! So I'm, good. I almost don't want it to end but you know what we got to because we got to give you something else next time right so we got to step mm. it up the next time we see each other guys you have any closing words
0: we, we appreciate y'all on behalf of the whole podcast uh Speak Between the Lines just thank y'all for doing what y'all do please continue to do this this as much needed in the culture and the community yeah let's do it again
4: thank you We're so happy to have you guys here. We're so happy. And uh, yeah, that's going to be it for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us on the Amber and Amber podcast. Until next time.